What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and TV shows that make up those universes. Tonight, on this beautiful summer night, we are here to finish off. That's right, folks, we are capping off our first trilogy for our Marvel Movie Marathon, where we watch every single Marvel film that has been theatrically debuted for theaters. Today, we review Blade Trinity. The first two, very epic films. Does the third live up to its success? If you've seen them, you know the answer, but we are going to give our opinions on this. And I say we, not just me, your co-host Ben Raisai, but we also have Mr. Ethan Wensloff here with us. Ethan, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing awesome. I'm super pumped to be back on our Marvel movie, movie marathon. We took a took a few week break, so I'm I'm pumped to be back on this grind watching these old Marvel movies. And just like Dracula, we've I've crawled out of the dirt, and I'm pumped to talk about this. Let's go, Blade Trinity. That's right. We we've been talking Star Wars a lot lately, and we've been kind of slacking. There's just I shouldn't say slacking. Life's getting in the way, you know. There, there's a Something lot going on. Life's in the way. But, uh, yes. But life finds a way, as we saw with Jurassic World. Did you see Jurassic World? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't either. Mike ahead. How are you today? <laughs> uh, well, today is, uh, what is it, June 19th? Father's Day, right? Father's Day, yeah. My aunt came over and grilled steaks for my grandpa. Ooh, nice. And I got to tell you, those steaks were pretty nice. They were cooked <laughs> Perfectly rare. Oh. Ooh, very bloody, I must say. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Unlike this movie. Oh. Which was not very bloody. Yeah, did, did you guys notice that? This, compared to the other... We'll get into Let, it. Let's we'll wait get into we, it. Let's wait till we open our sling ring. But I only realized that once I took a bite out of that steak. Very nice. <laughs> oh, was the steak good, Micah? It was like the best steak I've ever eaten. Very nice. So, so a, good. A good meal. I'm a little it. hurt you didn't bring bring any to share over the podcast. But, um, <laughs> I'll bring it up with Aunt Kim. Podcast <laughs> with a dinner. Tell Aunt Kim Ooh. that she needs to cook us steaks for, <laughs> for next week because we're going to need it. I'm into that, guys. But uh, you know what I'm also into? Our subscribers and our listeners subscribing and leaving us reviews on Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify. Those reviews really help. Um, like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we'd love to know your opinions on uh, the Blade trilogy as a whole and uh, this movie in general because we know this is a very mixed bag of a film. But let's get into it, boys. Let's open our sling ring once again and head over to Wesley Snipes' Blade universe. Forget what you think you know. Vampires exist. My name is Blade. I was born half human, half vampire. They call me the Daywalker. I have all their strengths, none of their weaknesses, except for the thirst. All right, guys, Blade Trinity, directed by David S. Goyer. The, the trilogy has had three different directors, but once again, it stars Wesley Snipe as Blade, Chris Christopherson as Whistler. They're both back again, but 
other than that, those are pretty much the uh, only two characters that return. We get a host, a slew, if I may say, of new characters. Ryan Reynolds as Hannibal King, Jessica Biel as Abigail Whistler, who is Whistler's daughter, and, uh, of course, Dominic Purcell Drake, who, fans of his character, I, I immediately recognized him from The Flash TV series as Captain Cold. He also stars in the massive uh, hit TV show Prison Break, which I've heard is absolutely a fantastic show. Which it I'm, is a great show. You've seen it. I've Ethan. seen the whole thing, yeah. All right, so... I Revival mean, and all. There we go. So Dominic Purcell Drake plays Dracula as the main villain. And does it work? I want to find out your guys' opinions before I look into mine and give my thoughts and opinions. And we'll start with Micah. Oh. How does Blade Trinity live up to the previous two films, and how does it work as a singular film? Well, as its own film... Um Actually, I'll start as uh, how it compares to the trilogy. Uh, I really like how it is basically Blade meets the Avengers. I thought that the other guys were very uh, MCU Avengers-like, where they, they had their quips, they had their, you know... The, the Night Stalkers. Yeah, the yeah. Night Stalkers. They they um, were the the comedy man to Blade as the straight man. Yep. I, I really like that dynamic, and Blade is like, this isn't a game, guys. This is real life, okay? <laughs> I thought that was really funny when that first meeting, they're like, you think that's tactical? Yeah. That, it, that's not tactical at all. This is tactical. Uh, <laughs> well, what did you... Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is did you like the movie? Oh, yeah. I, I liked you the did? movie. I thought it was very positive. Uh, was it better than Blade 2? That's hard to say. Um, I think that there... For me personally, I think that there are some things that make this movie better, some things that make this thing worse. For me personally, I didn't see anything that was really cringeworthy. Just uh, right off the bat, I'll say that. I thought that everything in this movie was pretty well executed. Uh, it did what it was trying to do. Um, the only weak character in this I thought was Drac. Mm. Or Drake. The main villain? The main villain. I thought was he was a little a, weak for you? A bit weak. Um, oh, and then the, the main vampire girl. Mm. I thought she was... All right, yeah, she was cringe. I take, take it back. She was cringe at points, but that's how she was written. She was written to be cringe. I think even part of her character was to parody the original Blades villain. Uh, because they said at the beginning of the movie, they're like, vampires are all uh, gross and stupid or whatever. I forgot, but you're they are real. Yeah, you're referring to Parker Posey, who plays uh, Danica Talos in this movie. She, she was a little... She was a little weird. I'm not gonna lie, but overly positive yeah. for Mr. Het. I think um, I think she's a step up from the original villain. Interesting. Okay. Just a little bit. Well, I would say that Dracula is the main villain in this one, wouldn't you say? Yeah. 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 He's like all these Blade movies have their main villain. True. And then their true. little squadron of vampires that are against Blade. Very true. Mr. Wenslov, how did you think of this film? Did Did you think it was it was in some ways better than the second movie. Was is it easy for you to say? How do you like Blade Trinity? So of course I am a massive fan of the first Blade film. I really like the second Blade film, and this one I have to say is a massive step down from both of those. Mm. This movie just it, to me it lacks the heart that the first two Blade films had. The aesthetic of this film, the characters in this film, the setting of this film, to me none of this felt like what the first two films set up. And I really, I found really no compelling characters in this whole movie. I think Ryan Reynolds has a few good quips, but he's underdeveloped. 
and Jessica Biel's character. I mean, she has some cool scenes, but a lot of the stuff they wrote for her, really, really cheesy in my opinion. And then Wesley Snipes, the man himself, feels like, once again, a side character in his own movie. And, I mean, looking at the behind-the-scenes stuff, it it is uh, obvious that they were trying to set up a Night Stalker spin-off movie. Mm. And that's why this movie favored those two characters so heavily, really making the star of the show, the man himself, Wesley Snipes, a background character. And I'm not a fan of that, and I say this is easily the worst Blade film we've seen. I, I My sentiments are close to yours, Ethan. I, I would say that... This movie definitely laughed. So you told me that this movie had Dracula as the main villain. Yes. And I was yes. like, oh my gosh, this is going to be, this should be the biggest Blade. I mean, Dracula is is the villain that started it all. Back in in a little Easter egg in this movie, we see the, the tomb of Dracula. Um, I think Hannibal King whips out a comic that is the Tomb of Dracula, which is the first comic Says from Marvel. Marvel Comics on it, yeah. And it, this is also the first uh, Blade film with the Marvel Comics intro to yes. it as well. And Dracula is huge. I mean, just outside of Blade, he's like one of the biggest villains ever. And I, I think, to Micah's point, he is the weakest part of this film. He, he's not even really a presence until the very end. I mean, there are some scenes, but he, he kind of forms into that armor, which is... At cool at first glance, but doesn't really go anywhere. And I, I agree that pretty much every character is underdeveloped. Ryan Reynolds is good because he's playing Ryan Reynolds. He's the so, man he plays in everything. Yeah, this it, is just Ryan Reynolds exactly. doing his best work. So. so it's like it's like Deadpool, you know. So if this was an actual Deadpool, you know, maybe I would have liked it better. But this is Hannibal King, and I'm not gonna lie though. Besides Whistler. I haven't really cared about any side character in any of the Blade films. But it's weird that Hannibal King and um, Jessica Biel's character, who are so prominent in this film, don't really hit me at all, you know? So I agree, this is easily the weakest Blade film. And if you look behind the scenes, as you say, Wesley Snipes wasn't happy about this either. I think you're, I, I didn't know that they were setting up a Night Stalkers film. And I think that is a lot of why Wesley Snipes was so angered by David S. Goyer. He, he didn't agree with any of There was a lot of studio interference with this movie. And uh, to quote Patton Oswalt, it's a miracle that this movie even got off the ground and is the way it is at all. Because there are fans of this movie. You look on IMDb and there, there's a vocal minority that really enjoy this movie. But to me... It was not, I mean, I, I, I really found myself bored watching this movie. So let's just jump right into it, boys. What we liked, what we didn't like. Micah, you were more positive on this. What would you say was, re- what would you say really worked for you in Blade Trinity? Well, I think that they improved on a lot of the action in different ways than what Blade should. Thinking about it now, uh, as a standalone movie, because it's been a while since we watched the last Blade movie. Um, I was watching this movie as its own movie, um, and it was, I'd say, a good action movie, but not a good Blade movie. Mm. We see this with many series, that they lose track of what made the, 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 movie, the original movie so special, and what Guillermo del Toro took from that original movie, and he made it this huge, awesome Blade 2, what we got with Blade 2. Uh, listen to our Blade 2 podcast, it was awesome. Yes, it was um, but I, I think that 
what this movie improves upon from the previous movies is that group of heroes, the mm. Night Stalkers. I think that they are better than the, uh, I guess they'd be anti-heroes from the second one with that group of vampires. Um, and then the original really didn't have a group of villains. Uh, I guess it heroes. was just Whistler. And yeah, it was late. just Whistler. Yeah. Um, and then the one chick that he brings along. But outside of Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel's characters of uh, Abigail Whistler and Hannibal King. The rest of them, they're just killed off right away, so it doesn't really affect the story. Um, but I think that was the right move for them to do, because I didn't really like the other characters as much. They had their things, but they were just there to be killed off. They gave them what they needed to have, and then, um, yeah. So I, I think that they served their purpose for the short amount of time they were on screen. The blind character gets too much screen time, I feel, uh, just to be a sympathetic character. Hmm. But she does play a better blind person than uh, Ben Affleck did in... So oh, true. So true. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bounce off what Micah said about how he thought this wasn't a good Blade film, but it was a good action film. I think all the action sequences for me just fall so flat really? in this film. They are so terribly edited. You can't even see what is happening. I, I was waiting for there to be an action sequence that really saved this film for me. And I really never got that. I wasn't. I no scene in this movie brought me into the world of this film. The, with the first two films, you have these awesome o- opening yeah. scenes that bring you right in. Me, I was waiting to get drawn in to the the world that the movie built, mm-hmm. but I wasn't at one point in this movie drawn in. Like Ben said, it, it felt long. I kept pausing it to see how much longer is this. It did feel long, yeah. And it's the shortest Blade film. It clocks in as the shortest one, which is a little surprising. Guillermo del Toro did so well in taking the first movie and making it just loads better. And action was the big thing. You know, there <laughs> the action sequences in Blade Two are stellar compared to this movie. They're stellar in and of itself, but especially compared to this movie, it feels uninspired and it's the weakest one. You know, you expect there to be even better f- action sequences than the second Blade film, but it's just not there, and I, I think that's due to directing. David S. Goyer has never been the greatest. I should, I think he should stick to writing, which he's also not the greatest at. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, Dark Knight <laughs> was so bad, and all those movies that he wrote. So. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people <laughs> don't like what he wrote for Man of Steel and uh, Justice League and Batman versus Superman. I am a fan of that. You wrote Batman. I'm not gonna lie, but. Um, no, he, he wrote. Do, he do, wrote Blade too. Oh no! Yeah, he, that's that's why I say he, he wrote. The, st- he wrote all three of them. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, he wrote all three. That's so why. Directed I, the that's last why one. I say he should stick to his writing. And okay. Go away from directing, uh, because Guillermo del Toro was offered this film, but he passed on it because he wanted to make uh, his passion project, which was Hellboy, which mm. I've never seen that movie, but I've heard a lot of great things about it, and I think the film suffers. I think it really does. I think it suffers from not having Guillermo del Toro behind the camera. And I think it suffers from studio interference and uh, a whole amalgamation of different things, which really plagues movies during this decade. The, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the only franchise that really takes the cinematic universe formula and applies it in the greatest way possible. Other than that, it doesn't really work. The Fantastic Four movies that come out after that, they try and set some things up, especially the 2015 one and they fall flat. So I think this movie falls a little bit of a victim to that. 
because Blade has less than 100 uh, sentences of dialogue, and that's including his one-liners in this movie. He has less than 100 sentences of things to say, and that, uh, he's the main character. So he can play the strong, silent type, but there comes a point where it's like, when does the main character take a back seat in his own yeah. film? And a big part of that is because for a lot of these scenes, Wesley Snipes wasn't even present for filming. I heard that this is all, Wesley Snipes has never confirmed this, but everyone else involved in the film, and Pan Oswald said that he would stay in his trailer for the filming of scenes, and his stunt double actually did a majority of the scenes in this film. So I, like, that, yeah, he doesn't have a lot of lines, and that's why he does feel like a sideline character. And also because they were sent up the Night Stalkers, they're also pushing him away, which is why he didn't want to be part of the filming. Ryan Reynolds said that he never met the real Wesley Snipes during filming of this. He only met Blade because of how whacked out on drugs Wesley Snipes was during this His movie. method acting. His method <laughs> acting, yes. He, he would write cards to people on set addressed as Blade. He would make people only refer to him as Blade on this set because... He was pissed. I give this movie a lot of credit for turning out the way it is because it's a watchable film. There's that to it, but you got to cut this film some slack. There was a lot of difficulties making it, but it's still a weak film. A weak film is a weak film, and when you have a production like this, it's not going to turn out well. It didn't really have any moments that were like, whoa, that's super cool. Um... Except for one for me. I did like in that last fight scene when he's going up that uh, that ramp, you know, to get up to the second floor, and he throws that blade batarang yeah. thing, and it, it goes through like six different va- vampires, and he catches it on the second floor. I thought that was pretty sick. But the thing is, we've seen him do that in other films, and we've seen him do it so much better in yeah. other films. So yeah, if that, that was the best part of the movie. I'll say that right now. Um, just that one shot. Hmm. Oh, and then uh, also the dogs. I liked. <laughs> I thought that the was pretty the funny. Vampire canine. Vampire pomeranian. Very uh, yeah. Angley's Hulk esque. Yeah, if you right. Ask me. Yeah, they they probably saw that and was like, I you thought know what? their let's, demise let's was put quite, that right in there. Quite hilarious how Ryan Reynolds uh, jumps up onto the <laughs> the rafters and those dogs just don't stop. They run right out of the building, out of the window. Good connection. I like that connection because Angley's Hulk came out a year before this. Yeah. So did they see it and were like, ooh, we want to sprinkle in a messy, weird dogs in there. This is why, this is one of the reasons why I like doing the podcast. Because we <laughs> spot things like this. Oh, hey, maybe they took it from this, you know? I think that's really cool. It seems small enough where they were, they could have definitely added that. No, but I do want to go back to what Ben was saying about how, I, obviously, we have the retrospective view on this movie. We know that, I mean, none of us have seen it before, but we know all the chatter about it is not positive, so we weren't set super high for this. But yeah, when you hear that Dracula is the main villain in this film, you get a little excited. He is one of, the, he is the most famous vampire and the most menacing vampire. So I was hyped to see Blade go up against uh, Dracula, but no, this isn't Dracula. They call him Drake in this movie. Call that's Drake. exactly who he is, Drake. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I I didn't get hyped at all when I heard Dracula. When he held up that comic, I was like, instantly, I Morbius! No way! <laughs> I I thought you guys were holding out that Morbius Please. was going to be in this movie. I was Please. I was getting hyped there for just just a little sliver of hope that, at well, that one moment. If you know, the ending of the first Blade film was Blade looks up on a building and Morbius is standing there. Mm. But they ultimately couldn't use that scene because... 
Morbius originates in a Spider-Man comic, so yeah. they couldn't use him. They couldn't say it's Morbin time in a Blade movie. Uh, Fortunately. A Blade movie shouldn't be boring. You know, this is a movie where he kills vampires and cuts them up. He's a samurai who versus vampires, and Dracula's the main mo- villain, and it's just boring. It's not It's not bad. There's yeah. nothing that stood out to me as like, oh my gosh, what the... Yeah, there are just things oh. that they don't do right for a Blade right. movie. And it's like... It, it passes as an action movie. My dad would watch this, he'd be fine. Yes. He'd like this movie. But it doesn't make it doesn't succeed in make, making Blade cool. Nope. It doesn't do anything except for that one. I like the the movie. <laughs> I already said that though. Um, it it makes a couple of the characters funny, which it succeeds in that. It's just an action movie. Yeah, it's a classic action. And that's movie. it. It's a and it's an action movie. It's that bland. Does it's not creative. Um, there's no blood. It's a Blade movie. There should be blood. There's not a lot. There's of a blood. little bit. There's face blood, but there's no like insane amounts of blood. I like how in this movie he murks a ton of vampires. Very quickly, I think that's cool. That was a lost opportunity from Guillermo del Toro. He could have had that same thing with that huge sewer full of vampires. I think it would have been cool to see Blade full action, you know, slicing and dicing tons of vampires. Because isn't it where even if they just touch silver, they evaporate? I think it has to I be think stabbed it would, into their chest. I think it would have been cool if they had a melee, a more melee version where uh, a boxer. Um, silver dude, Some where brass he, knuckles. Yeah, brass yeah. knuckles. Uh, silver or knuckles. silver knuckles. There we go. Where all they have to do is break the skin a little bit, and they're done. Because mm-hmm. really, vampires are super weak if all you have is everything lined with silver. Yeah, that's true. Like my cleaning cloth has silver in it. That's <laughs> that's how common silver is in things. <laughs> so I guess I guess your cleaning cloth is going to be a good oh, yeah. weapon against those uh, blood suckers. Say, uh, let me clean your glasses here. <laughs> <laughs> they put it back on. It's got a little bit of residue of silver in the air. I, d- did they wrap up the Blade franchise when they were finishing this? Cause was that virus supposed to wipe out all the vampires on Earth or just the ones around? It said, in the movie, they said the ones in the vicinity would be wiped yeah. out. I noticed but that, I but think... it, it made it seem like an apocalypse movie. You know, where they that zoom out, they're like, uh-oh, this is the end of the world. But this is the end of the world for vampires. So yeah, the original uh, idea or script for this movie was Blade in a post-apocalyptic world. Like, I Am Legend. Yeah. You know that movie with Will Smith and the dog? That's what the movie was going to be, but it was going to be a world where the vampires had fully taken over, and it was just Blade. That would have been so cool. Years, they were so close. Yep. Years, they were so close. Years after Guillermo del Toro's Blade 2, Blade is by himself. Well, he's got a band of merc- like. I am so obsessed with post-apocalyptic movies. Like, I love them. Mad Max Fury Road is such a great movie. I recommend that. I couldn't recommend that enough. As far as action movies go, that is the gold standard. But if this could have been, like, like Age of Ultron, the comic is a band of heroes that are still alive that are combating Ultron. You know, Batman vs. Superman and Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League, take that concept and put them in the future and... Batman is alive with Mera and um, Cyborg Flash. You know, there's a small band versus a huge threat, you know, and they have to overcome it. I'm like, that would have been such a cool movie. I just think that production hell really threw this out. I mean, didn't actually they say it was too bleak? And the budget. They didn't have the budget to do that. What? Yeah. Are you serious? This was the highest budget Blade film. 
Was it really? Yeah, I thought so. Let me check the budgets well, real what quick. What the heck, man? Well, got, why uh, they drop the ball on this one? They they so said the budget was... for Blade was forty five million. Blade Two was fifty four million. Blade Trinity was sixty five million. Wow. So what what the heck? What I mean, compared to Spider Man Two's two hundred million dollar budget, it's nothing. But Spider Man Two had two hundred million. Mm-hmm. It's our. Uh, it's one of our highest. Oh wow! Well, highest, well, 200, 200, highest for now. <laughs> highest in the early two thousands. Well, that's the early two thousands. Before money. That's the next one would be Last Stand. Is the next two million dollar or two hundred million dollar movie? <laughs> what a waste! <laughs> what a waste! <laughs> we'll talk about. I that shouldn't later. say that. Yeah, we'll we'll save that for the Last Stand podcast. But um, yeah, po- that overall, post- while I'm looking at these though, Blade Trinity was a success. It made its money back uh, and doubled it. Well, uh, I did a little money ratio, and it's yeah. it's got a... Oh, wait, no, 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 never mind. I forgot I have them reversed. It did not... Uh, it was not successful. I forgot. Yeah, so yeah. it had a budget of $64 million. It had a budget of $65 million and it made $24 million domestically and $56 million global. Oof. So it made just about double. That's it? Yeah. Ouch. I forgot how, forgot how box office numbers work, but well, double is not good. and up is pretty good for... Yeah. That's like barely passing. Yeah, because you got to account for marketing and everything like that. It's just a whole slew of messiness. For example, Spider-Man 2 made 3.9 times its budget, so... There we go. That's good stuff. (laughs) Yeah. But it's also Spider-Man. But it's like, this movie just does nothing. I I don't want to pay to go see this, you know? I wouldn't want to go pay to see this movie. I think it made its money because it's a Blade movie. Mm -hmm. But you go in and you're watching and you're like... You're checking your watch. All right, when's this movie going to be over? It does nothing, you know? I also think that dialogue takes a big step down. Blade has some cool one-liners. There's actually a scene in the movie where uh, the blind character is killed, and Jessica Biel's whistler finds her, and she is weeping over her, and she's angry, and Blade says, Use it. Use it. And he repeats the line many times, and it's using your emotions to fuel your rage to kill these things. And I actually think that scene, out of any of the scenes in this movie, is actually really. It's actually a really good scene. It's the it's the one time in this movie that displayed any sort of heart and emotion, and where Blade, who's been there before, and experienced the death of a lost a lost one, whether or not that death like stayed or anything, he's experienced that. So he's able to, you know, give Whistler the advice that she needs, and it's use it. That's what you have to do. So I really think out of all the scenes in this movie, that has the most heart. And then uh, also just a couple uh, scenes after that, he says, don't let it go inward, too. Mm. So it, it could have developed that a bit more, but I thought it was cool where uh, it gives us hints that he went through something similar and used that energy. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, like... My, my favorite Blade film is the first one. And that is because I love the, the Whistler character and the Blade character. And I love their dynamic in that film. And I think the, the death of Whistler in the first Blade, really impactful. And then my big critique with the second Blade film is how they bring Whistler back. And he does nothing that whole film. He's really not an important character because you have Scud, uh, 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 Norman Reedus' character in that film, really taking up uh, Whistler's spot. And then I was like, all right. If they justify the choice of bringing him back, resurrecting him, in this third film, I'll be happy with the choice. And what do they do? No. They don't do anything with Whistler in this film. They murder him. Does he die? Is he dead? We don't see a body. He's dead. But 
it, you gotta assume he's dead, and that frustrates me. But a we lot. were safe to assume that he died the first movie. I mean, we didn't so see we him die. Well, it's obviously just a writer's deal, yeah. you know, and it, it's not as convincing. But it's I the same say. writer. <laughs> I got it. Well, yeah. Well, he can do whatever he wants. And I guess, the, but the way it wasn't there. His death scene in this film, it happened so quick, and. It, no, it doesn't hit no, me. It doesn't stay with you. At all. Nowhere he near. He died like, for to kill or to delete all the information off those computers. That's what he died for. What was he hiding that was so important? I mean, yeah, like vampire stuff. But at that point, you're gonna die anyway. I don't know. And then uh, we see Blade surrounded by all those agents and military dudes, and he he gives up. That doesn't seem like Blade to me. I mean, I get overcome with emotions, but that's Blade's character is to not be overwhelmed by the emotions yeah. because he has such a yeah. In this movie, they really lean into the the Vincent D'Onofrio kingpin primal scream. You get Blade with a couple primal screams. Yeah. Dracula has a few, and then even uh, Jessica Biel's character Abigail has a primal scream. She does. So I love a. Uh, Love getting that, that primal scream. <laughs> the primal there. scream. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say, we're, we're saying that Dracula was a bad character. Um, and I think it's lar- largely in part to, unfortunately, uh, the actor. Yes. He yeah. is not Dracula. Mm. Like, he does not scream Dracula to me. He screams Drake to me. But if you're bringing back <laughs> Dracula, who is uh, like centuries old, he just like he doesn't. They gotta have a, that's a not fifty-some-year-old man well, who's yeah. pale with long black hair. Who's that one guy from the first um, movie? The one guy uh, in the first movie. Yeah, I was, I was thinking of Jared Leto. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there you go, Dracula. Yeah, no, even uh, so, we're talking about like the Dracula of our world, but even the Dracula they build up in the world of Blade, he just doesn't live up to what that is. No, he. All like you said, all his line deliveries fall so flat, and what they build him up to be is how he's survived all these years and how he's the the biggest, most bad, the original vampire. And what he just swords fight fights Blade and Blade wins. A movie, it has been said, a movie is only as good as its villain, and this villain falls very flat, as does most of the things that happen in this movie. I mean, I'm not. I watched this on Wednesday, and. I had to rewatch the ending because I forgot what happened at the end. It's not a very memorable movie. It's not a memorable movie at all. But I'm, Blade Two, that one, yes, Whew, that, that one stands with a out. Bang. Yes, but both I, both movies. What, I'm not even gonna lie. I, I know it's maybe no. I watched the whole movie. I wasn't on my phone. I was nothing. Like when I watch, when I sit down and watch these, I am engaged as much as I can be, as much as the film can engage me. When, when you guys said Whistler dies, I forgot that happened. I forgot that happened. That's how much that death was weighed on me. It, it wasn't. That's what I'm trying to say. The characters are not there. And it's not, again, it's not a bad movie. It's just mid. It's a bad Blade movie. It's a bad, well, yeah, it's a bad. Compared to the first two, which were great, yeah. it's just, it does nothing new. And it doesn't stay with no, nothing stays with you. I mean, Ryan Reynolds. There's one line that he delivers that stay, kind of stayed with me, and it was it was a very vulgar oh, line. I got a couple Ryan Reynolds. I forget. <laughs> I what, thought I, he was the highlight of this movie. Well, because he's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Man. Not justifiable by the character given to him, but just because Ryan Reynolds is so funny. You know, I, I agree. Ryan Reynolds is my favorite character. You know, 
What is a penis joke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's that? What's it that? was the the dog's the dog's penis is longer than yours. Oh. And then the, the, the big guy kicks him across the room. He's like, how would you know? Have you seen it? Yeah. <laughs> that was stupid. Yeah. So funny. It got a laugh out of me. Yeah, Ben, you were saying how a superhero film is like only as good as his villains. And if you, you track that, our, our two highest ranked movies in this watch through so far are, of course, the two Spider-Man films, which we have great villains in those, and we also yep. have great heroes in those. So I, I totally, like, the villain falls flat and the movie falls flat, but... I mean, I don't think the whole movie is always hinging on the villain, but it is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And this this movie still had some good ideas, though. I don't want to sweep those completely under the rug. I agree. I, I agree. like the uh, the human the farming, harv- harvesting. the harvesting yeah. area. That was uh, that, that reminded me of this this one uh, Nick Tunes game I would play on the PS2, where Patrick would get uh, plastic wrapped or something. But yeah, it was they they were harvesting these. Hundreds of people, probably. Yeah, homeless people. Homeless people, uh, people that uh, went into... I got the impression that people went into blood donation clinics and they were just kidnapped. Well, <laughs> you hear them in the movie how there's just thousands of homeless people on the street yeah. and no one notices when you pluck them out. They just pick them up, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that, that's a surprisingly dark scene. I thought that was... And yeah, that gave me chills. Yeah, like if they had ran with that as like a plot, because we're... Uh, you hear him say earlier in the movie, how what is the end game for these vampires? Mm-hmm. They're just gonna suck on people till they're out of people. And that's an interesting idea. Yeah, I would love to hear that in a post-apocalyptic world or something. Cause, like, what if Blade had the cure, and then these other vampires didn't want to do, to, didn't want to have the cure or something, but then they just run out of humans. There's a human shortage. There's a blood shortage. Then what? That was proposed a little bit in the second movie. A bit more in this movie, but they don't run with it. Nope. They should have. They should have. They should have done a lot of things. Like, there, you, you're right. There's a good movie here somewhere, mm-hmm. you know. But it, I think the Wesley Snipes mixed with, you know, bad writing and directing and studio interference, it really hurts it, you know. The line I was looking for is from Hannibal King, and it's, it's oh, jeez, it's bad. I'm, I don't even know if I'm going to say it, but, dude... <laughs> Can I clean it up at all, or would it ruin the line? No, it would every ruin the single line. one of you have you have to say it the way he says it. It's just it's just a bad line, but it it like he comes up with things on the fly in this What's movie. What's the fart joke? That are just no, not that one. <laughs> that there's, one a, of, he, he, there's a fart joke in this. I movie. ate a bunch of garlic and uh, I farted. Yeah, yeah. silent but deadly. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. It's it's the over the topness of his character that yeah, works do, for me. I do think this performance from Ryan Reynolds really shaped. Who he was going to become in future films? Yes, because what does he do after this? He does Green Lantern and, um, <laughs> well, he does Green Lantern and Deadpool, quote unquote, in Wolverine. It's not really Deadpool though. And then those movies are horrible. One of them is underrated, in my opinion. And then he goes X-Men. on to do Deadpool. Don't forget about X Men. He was in. Uh... That's what he, yeah. He's I'm a, I, I said yeah. Wolverine. Oh, you did. Okay. Wolverine. Yeah, I yeah, got gotcha, gotcha. X Men Origins, I should say. But, yeah, I'd, I'd say he's he's the best character in this movie. Blade isn't, which is sad. He was my favorite part of the other two. Like, both of those movies, really, Wesley was the standout. And in this movie, it's Ryan Reynolds, because yeah, it's Ryan Reynolds. You can tell Wesley's heart wasn't in this one. Nope. His beard is nice. He Reynolds? Does, he, yeah. Why is Ryan Reynolds, like, the perfect human being? I don't know, man. He got he got in shape for this film. Yeah, well, He's more, he's more swole than Dracula is. 
Dracula's kind of Dracula's got flabby a compared yeah, to him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And Dracula's then like <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is ripped. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Reynolds put on. I wonder. I can't remember how much he put on for this. It may have been thirty pounds of muscle for the movie. That might be. That might not be right. But it certainly was a lot, and I certainly respect the heck out of him. But again. It's good because it's just Ryan Reynolds playing Ryan Reynolds. And yes, you're right, Micah. Why is Ryan Reynolds the perfect human being? Why, why is that? Some, someone tell me that. He's like he's great in everything he does, including Green Lantern. Even if his character is including exact. Including Green Lantern? I, seen I No, you're capping. Well, man. I haven't seen it since I was like did you, 12. Did you see, uh, I think it was last year, Ryan Reynolds watched the movie for the first time. What? And he did, a, he did a Twitter live reaction Green to Green Lantern? No way. Yeah. Are oh. you serious? Yeah. That's uh, like he live tweeted the whole movie. That's pretty epic. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I gotta look up some of those tweets, man. That's good stuff. But yeah, man. Yeah, like, I wrote Hannibal King is epic. His entrance, where he mercs the dude in the yep. um, in the the glass room because they're in the interrogation room. That interrogation scene was pretty cool. I thought. I think that after that first escape, the movie just takes a downfall. Like I had high hopes at the beginning of the movie. I'm like. All right, we're building up these vampires. They're kind of doing the same thing as they did in the other movies. They're like, you know, intimidating Blade. They're like, oh, you're just a hybrid vampire. You're not that cool. And then Blade's like, I'm cool. And then does cool stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But in this movie, Blade jumps out of the hallway and then leaves it to the Night Stalkers to do the cool stuff. Yeah, exactly. And even the Night Stalker stuff isn't super cool. The bow and arrow stuff is kind of cool. I, I can't shoot around true. corners. I can, and then uh, ricochets an arrow off of a wall. Yeah, she's just that good. <laughs> she's man. just so cool. She's like Legolas, but a different level. She's like Hawkeye, but before Hawkeye. Before Hawkeye was live. Yeah, when you said these give you like Avengers vibe, I was getting that a little bit with her. Oh, yeah. Hawkeye, yeah. They have their corny outfits that are all... <laughs> tactical, quote unquote. Tactical. <laughs> not tactical. We were Ryan Reynolds on a tank top. No, Blake called him yeah. out. They're not tactical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I do think the stuff they give Wesley Snipes before the Night Stalkers are introduced is pretty cool. You know, I think his opening sequence is a standout when he's uh, beating up those guys and then he, he hops True. in his, his car. It was very Blade until the rescue scene. Because mm-hmm. why does Blade need to be rescued? Mm. I thought that was weird. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, I I like the the opening shot with Blade. We get the exploding building. He's shooting all these vampires. They're exploding. We get a lot more blowing up of the you know the vampires how they turn into ashes. Yeah, we get a lot more of those in succession at the beginning of the movie right away. Uh, I kind of like that opening. Uh, opening credits are cool. They're not as cool as the other ones, but you know it, it's cool. It's stylistic at least. Um, we get a little bit of drive. That chase scene was kind of cool at the beginning. Uh, it's definitely better than the Blade One chase scene. <laughs> Blade, if you recall, <laughs> yes. This <laughs> is just the him just driving. Yeah, he's just driving normally. <laughs> no, he's I sped thought, up though. I wrote. What did I write? I wrote Fast and Furious vibes during yeah. that scene. I, mm. I thought it was giving giving that off quite a bit. The first half hour of this movie, forty five minutes. I thought was solid until the Night Stalkers are Agreed. taking the full, yeah. full thing, and we'll have to compare it. I don't know if you guys are interested in watching the Blade Show, but there's twelve <laughs> episodes of the Blade Show. This is news to me. What are you talking there's about? There's a Blade series. There's a Blade series. Not a very well received Blade, Blade not series. Wesley Snipes series. is not the star of it. Oh, Sticky well, Fingers yeah. is, is Blade. <laughs> what? 
Hold on, wait so, a minute. I'd never heard of this until today, uh, but it came out in 2006. No, yeah, so if you, go, if you go to Walmart, you can buy a special pack that has, they call it the uh, the Blade Saga, I think, and it has all four Blade titles in it, and this fourth one is the is the Blade series. It's so, the Blade Pilot, I thought. Is this canon? Is this official Blade Wesley Snipes universe canon? This is so interesting. Wait a minute. What? It's David Wesley Square. Okay, Wesley know, Snipes on it. was offered the chance to reprise his role as Blade, but declined. Interesting. This is wait. What? It was supposed to be a loose adaptation of the Blade Vampire Hunter comic book series. Wow. It only it's has got a six point trivia. Fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, six point three IMDb. Here we go. It's not the best. Though the series is meant to be canon with the Wesley Snipes films, it retcons how Whistler came to know Blade. In the first film, Whistler tells a story of how he found Blade on the streets when he was thirteen and had to be feeding off of homeless people. In the series, however, Blade is introduced to a Whistler by his father when he was a preteen, who was seeking help with Blade's constant need to feed. It's also shown that Blade is the reason for Whistler's limp. Interesting. You so know, this is a this, I, this I, is a pilot. That takes place before those films. I vaguely remember Spike TV advertisements for this. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was only in 2006, but um, I was four at the time. But I remember reruns happening of this show. Like, I, 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 I distinctly remember seeing the character of Blade before watching these movies. And I'd never seen anything Blade related before. But... I have these nostalgic memories of this dude in sunglasses. Maybe it was Matrix. Maybe it was this. Well, I don't know. It had a little Matrix reference from uh, uh, Abigail Whistler when she does the iconic uh, oh, yeah. "Come This Way" with the with the hand, and she does it really slow, and it, it it's not good at all. You can tell it's a ripoff, and it's not a good ripoff either. But the melee combat in this movie is not that great. No, the it's not. blade, the actual blade, doesn't look like the same blade from the first two. I don't know if they just didn't get the right prop, but there are no close-ups on this blade. The first two movies, they took time to look at the blade yes. and look at the handle because it's an interesting handle. This one, the handle doesn't expand. You know how it does that thing where it explodes their hand? Yep. This one didn't do that at all. The other two do- movies did. And that's what separates the first two movies as blade movies. This one's just a cool guy with a sword, but he's not that cool. Compared to Blade, I don't know. It's it has so many shortcomings and doesn't really do anything for me. So in this movie, we see that the FBI agents are all vampires, or either working with the vampires. Is that the entire FBI, or what's going I, on with that deal? They introduced us to the FBI, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool! Finally!" Because he he kills a guy on accident. He kills a, a person instead of a vampire, and I thought that was a cool concept. It was. Blade, but this time he's against the government and vampires. I think that could have been a cool concept because now he's he's an outlaw as well as wanted by the vampires. That could have been a cool concept, but they don't go with it. Now the uh, the government is just vampires or the, the servants to the vampires. I forget what they're called. I don't know. Wasted potential. That's mm-hmm. what I'll call this movie. For a Blade movie. But for an action yes. movie, whatever. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's like they had to, like... Uh, track Whistler and find out where Blade was. I feel like after all this time, they'd know that this massive warehouse, they should know where Blade lives already. It, it was all kind of ridiculous and how it's like, oh, they, we just started paying attention to Blade. And then you you have um, 
John Michael Higgins' character, Dr. Vance, you know, you have his opening monologue in the beginning on the news where he's talking about... Is that a podcast? I think it was a podcast. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Early early days podcast? Yeah, but you had him on there and you're like, okay, this Dr. Vance, they're going to set him up to be a cool villain. But then he was just a... I forget the term they use for the the undercover uh, vampire workers that yeah, are normal something people. Something like slave, servant, yeah. something like that. I, I can't remember. Blade says it a couple times. He says, you're a something, too. Because he, he recognizes that the doctor is a thing. One thing I do want to point out about that podcast scene, he says, amongst us. Does that count towards our Among Us counter? No. No? It has to be Among Us, I feel like. I'll put it down as parentheses. I won't count it towards the counter, but I'll make sure we write it. All right. That's fine. That's fine. I'm with that. But it's got to be Among Us. (laughs) That's good stuff. Um, If you guys don't have any... Do you guys have more to say on this movie? Because I've got a review here back in 2004 from someone who saw it. And I I always go with the most common one uh, with the most reviews. And it's... uh, a six out of ten. So mm. I want I want to read that, but once once I want to do that more towards the end. Yeah, I did want to talk about the, yeah. the after they go back to the Night Stalkers hangout, Blade and Abigail, and um, they find that video of Summerfield, and she the way it is is so she's dead at that point, and she's talking about how, um, <laughs> she's like, hey. Uh, if you're watching this, I'm dead, and this has happened, and this has happened, and this has happened. When but I'm wondering, when when did she have time to record this? Because you see her reading to her child, Zoe, and then she hears a noise. She's like, Zoe, go hide. And then next thing you know, she's dead. So there's this video recorded in that point somewhere where she's like, <laughs> hey, I'm dead. But she says events that happen... After the video takes place, what seems like it's like, hey, this is where you can find this, and I forget the specific details, but it, it, it stood out to confusing. me that it was it was misplaced in the timeline. Interesting. Yeah, I noticed it too. I was I thought it was kind of it, it's a cliche that didn't have to be there. Um, I don't understand why. I I learned nothing from the video. Blade learned nothing from the video. It was just kind of pointless, in my opinion. Um, but they learned how to execute the plan. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> and then uh, a character that we didn't really talk about too much because he's also wasted potential, Pat Oswalt's character of yes. Hedges. Yes. I, I, I liked Hedges. I so, think that he had a lot of potential. He was that nerdy dude who made the weapons. Did you guys and, notice, only in his first appearance, it is like a second on screen, when they first show him, he's wearing a fantastic I saw that. shirt. Yes. Yeah. I didn't notice that. It's just a four with a circle, black shirt, white logo. Wow. But it was a little thing there. Well, My favorite line uh, interaction with uh, Hedges was Ryan Reynolds asks him, Hey, have you ever been laid? And then uh, Pat and all those characters, many times with ladies. <laughs> that was a good clarification. You got to specify that. I thought that was. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is the type where he would. Uh, he would definitely bounce back on that with a gay joke. I thought that would... <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't. That got a nice chuckle out of me. These are still early days for Ryan Reynolds, though, correct? Yeah, this, that was, was, this was like this his, was his first comic book movie, but I'm not sure... Third or fourth big role, I'd say. He had been TV things. Oh, and, well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, then I guess he Nothing wasn't, huge, though. He was known... That I know Is of. that what you're saying? Yeah, he, he was, was a known, known actor by 2004. 
He was in a show. He was in Two Guys, A Girl, in a Pizza Place. I've never heard of that show. Oh, interesting. Uh, he was in Harold and Kumar, Go to the White Castle. Never seen that movie or heard of it. What? That's the one where they go to White Castle. I hate White Castle, man. <sighs> That's a classic movie. Uh, maybe I'll watch the movie and like it. Uh, I heard it's um, kind of like Napoleon Dynamite. Ooh. But it's not... Napoleon Dynamite, I meant. Like, I don't know. It's not the same as Napoleon Dynamite. Nothing's like that. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I gotcha. Okay. Uh, I I noticed when they're uh, at the, way at the beginning of the movie when the vampires are uncovering Dracula's tomb. Yeah. Um, when one of them is destroyed by Dracula, and he falls apart, he makes the same noise that they make in Lego games when they die, <laughs> like the Legos falling on the ground sound. <laughs> really? Yeah. Ben, if you find that. I don't know if you can find that audio and play I'll it right find now. that. If it's yeah. the same thing, it's the same I'll audio. play them back to back right here. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. So what? If, let's talk about that standoff scene on the roof with uh, Drake and Blade. Oh, and the baby? And the, <laughs> the, the most fake baby I'd ever seen. Was that supposed to be a real baby? I thought it was. No, supposed it was a real baby. Was supposed the to fake be baby a was in the baby. subway. Because at the end of the scene, they cut to him. Blades holding the baby. He goes, "Coochie coo, coochie coo." <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> Are you serious? That was supposed to. I thought it was supposed to be fake. That's how fake it looked. No, it was at a real the baby. End of the scene, he looks down. You have the baby crying throughout the scene, and then at the end of the scene, he looks down. It's a living, breathing baby. Because that, that mother is crying. She's like, he took my baby. He took my baby. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. Okay. What do you think the weight of the scene was if it was just a doll? I don't know, man. Because that was what Dracula was. I thought he faked him out. That's it, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like, Dracula was like. a baby? Dracula was like, that's your weakness, Blade. You love humans too much. Or something like that. Ugh, and that's why he doesn't go after Dracula. He goes after the baby. And then the scene cuts there. When he could have dropped off the baby real quick and then pursued him, I don't know. The scene was taken so out of context. Weird. They like the early scenes with Dracula are so wasted. You have that shot. Mm. I don't know how they did this. The time lapse of him walking towards the camera in the city. Those time lapse shots. The are people cool. behind him are just zooming by, and he's walking so slow. They do that again. I'm really yeah. intrigued yeah. to see they how they that. shot that. They did those time lapse shots a couple. And times. then when he goes into the store, and he's like. You guys got vampire gear? And they're like, yeah, over there. And <laughs> that was the most rude go, cashier ever. Dude, he goes... You got was, something to say about... Hey, bub, she was talking to you. <laughs> dude, it's like a hot topic. That was legit. Dracula-themed. It's got the well, Count Chocolate. most hot topics are if you've ever been in them. They're pretty whack, man. Well, now they're just uh, Funko Pop figures and yeah, at the graphic front of the store, tees. But if you go to it. the back of the store, it's like... Ben, what are you doing in the back of Hot Topic? Okay, you're the back of, of Hot Topic... You're thinking topic, of that other... You're thinking of Spencer's. Spencer's. That's yeah. what it is. That's the one with the weird stuff Although, in the dude, back. Although, dude, even at the front nowadays, I just was at Woodfield a couple days ago. We live in the Chicagoland area, for those of you who are wondering. And Woodfield is... The Woodfield Mall is pretty big. Uh, and there's a... I don't know if you've ever been to the store Spencer's, but it's legit just an adult. Can you call it an adult toy store? I mean, you could, this, I guess. Yeah. At, at the back, well, that's what I'm saying. At the back, it's legit just It's like a lover's lane at this it? point. It's not even... Because Hot, Hot Topic has its own thing. It's it's like a as much as the mall can have. Yes. 
Because yes. it's still got to be window friendly for the kids. Well, window, although, dude, even like walking by, like, really? Some, some of the shirts are pretty insane. <laughs> like, they're still like, oh, well, shirts are different. <laughs> well, yes, but it's. People wear like, graphic shirts all the time and they're weird. <laughs> but. Not Spencer's weird, man. Spencer's is weird. I mean, we're talking about weird. They did have some weird things. We're talking in this, to... in this store at uh, the Dracula. Well, that's the thing. And there are things why. cut, actually. Did you guys know that there's an extended cut of this movie? Let's, uh, I let's... didn't watch. What? There's yeah. an extra 10 minutes of this movie we didn't see. How long was the version you guys watched? Two hours. Two hours. Just under Same. two hours, yeah. Yeah. You know there's an end credit scene in this movie? I did see that. It's, I mean, it's not anything, but it's just just blade. Yeah, right. Whoa. (laughs) But, I mean, that's a big deal, right? That's our first first end credit scene. Is it it our first? In our Our watch through, yeah. We have no other end credit scene. Is it an end credit scene? Do we count that, or is that just part of the credits? No, definitely. Definitely. It's an end credit scene. So, yeah, our first end credit scene. We thought Iron No, you're right. We thought Iron Man was the (gasps) staple. No way. It's Blade right here. In the director's cut... Uh, Blade, when he's on Blade, uh, but it's Dracula transformed into Blade at the end of the movie. Yes. He fights the doctors and stuff at the end of the movie before he's, before they take the scalpel to him. Oh. He gets up and he fights him. Look at that. There's an extended ending sequence? Yeah. I guess that was originally Blade. No, I saw this. Yeah, wait a minute. In the version I I watched. I saw this too. I didn't see this. On HBO Max? Yeah. I think I saw that. I watched it off my Blu-ray. I saw that in there. I didn't see Maybe that. you just forgot, Micah. Because I definitely remember him fighting these guys. Maybe there's just more of that fight. You know? No, this is what I saw. This is all it was. Was they laid him down. They took the scalpel to him. Oh. The thing disappeared. and then No, yeah. I saw this whole fight. I didn't see any fight. Wow. So I, I definitely saw a fight. I guess I, I watched, watched the same version, version you did. You guys watched the unrated version. Oh, did we? Huh. My version was rated R, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't know what my version was rated. Speaking of ratings, this is way off topic, but that new Marilyn Monroe movie is coming out, and it's NC NC seventeen. There hasn't that's the first movie in a decade that's been NC seventeen. Like, isn't that crazy? We're talking about anything but Blade. <laughs> well, this when movie, you, when the movie right. is as mid, but I got another thing. thing. I got another yeah, thing. Go uh, bring when, us back on track. Uh, another favorite line of mine from this movie uh, when that person who is who types in. He, he's like, what's the, the lockdown password? Harvest? What are you waiting for? Type it in. And then she types it in, and he's like, get lost. You got 20 seconds. 20 seconds. To the guy. To, to the, the girl, he yeah, does to the nothing. Girl. The girl lives. Oh, that was the guy. That's right. The, the guy he shoots, but the girl, he's like, get lost. And he just, he leaves her there. Okay. Like, why wouldn't why wouldn't you expose of her too? <laughs> if she's running this harvesting plant. Yeah. Like, what if she's the mastermind? What if she came up with the code or something? That could be, man. I don't know. Interesting. Well, I'm definitely not watching this again to do the uh, the unrated version. Yeah, I agree. You what know, if it changes agrees? the movie for you. No, it ain't. It, what do you guys think about? Uh, real quick, what do you guys think about um, Abigail's? Quirk of using an iPod, baby driver style. Mm, of playing music while she fights. Yeah, but we didn't get like a. They could have used that more. Yeah, she right. changes the music actually, halfway through or something. She's like, oh, I don't like that song. Well, they could have had it. good music. Yeah, the music is not standout as it was. Oh yeah. One or two. You know what this did sound like though? The theme sounded like the Doom theme, the Arrakis. You know. Oh okay. Like the long right. oh, notes. I can, oh I see. And it then now. it goes down a half step. 
Dun, dun, no, you're right. I, I hear it now. I didn't hear it first at first. I think this is also the weakest score and oh, soundtrack. Yeah, for sure. It's just the weakest in all of them, you know? And and Bert, Bert, Bert yeah. on IMDb, so, he agrees. He says the title, Blade Trinity, Blade Schminity. You know, first up, I beg of all users, please stop writing lengthy plot summaries. It serves no useful purpose, yada, yada, yada. Um, It's a 6 out of 10, he gives it. And Blade Trinity is my pet hate at the moment. It's watching the film. It looks like a music video to be called Ramped Up Footage and Washed Up Colors. Visually exciting is to have a standard so low that you perhaps should join a database that comments on MTV programming. Trinity is abundant with this sugar, and that's all it is. Quote, unquote, cool fight scenes. Forget the plot. This really feels like an early draft. Some interesting ideas, but it seems there was no choice made about the overall direction of the story. So instead, we get a bit of everything. That's it. I only care about the failure of this film because Blade 2 was an excellent action film. It was the first time I'd seen the use of an Alcam and it managed to deal with ideas of loyalty and abandonment through both the heroes and villains without pushing away from the requirements of an action film. See, he's like us too. The use of a what? The use of um, the use of an L cam. What's that? I'm How do you spell that? L the the letter L dash cam. This is also an IMDb yeah. reviewer. So well, true, yes. But he, I think he speaks for many of us in our sentiments for this movie. It's got a, on IMDb. It's a five point eight overall, which is a, a a big step down from the previous Blade films. A, a couple a couple points down from the couple the Blade films. So oh. Um, What's an L camera? I guess like that a, was just like a really good camera. It was like the equivalent of you know how the Dark Knight used uh, the IMAX camera for the first time. Yes, this was like the top of the line camera at that time. So it was a three hundred thousand dollar camera, and Jessica Biel destroyed. Broke yep, broke one. Wow. Ouch. True. True. Bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. What about the first time she whips out that? Oh, it, I've seen this clip before. Where she shoots the glass, yeah. I don't know. I just clicked that together right now. <laughs> yeah, when she whips out that thing that looks like a bow, but it has the the lot the UV lightsaber line cool. on it. But that should have been the bow. Yeah. I think it should have been the bow. Yeah, that was cool. Did they do anything with that? Yeah, they killed the, the dudes in the subway. Twice. I'm shocked at how little I remember of this movie. I watched it four days ago. Like that. That's kind of sad, man. Don't worry, we're fresh. Me and Mike are fresh. Oh, yeah. I watched this a couple hours ago. You slackers. I mean, I watched it 20 minutes before uh, walking in here to record. Did you really? Yeah. Dang. All right, so you guys got the recollection um, down. Another stupid thing I don't like about this movie, uh, when Jessica Biel's character is walking into the... There's like the curtains, the plastic curtains. Yes. And then the blind girl's there, and she's all tied up. There's the quote on there. And tell me if this quote makes any sense to you guys. Immortality will come to so as are fit to it. What? I don't think that's what it said. That's Just what it so? said. Read that again. Yeah. Immortality comes to those. Immor- immortality will come to so as. Such. I think such. it's such as well. Yeah. Mine said that's- so. No, 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 no. I think it, you just miss... It, it's written I, it weird. It is weird. Yeah, it is the, weird. The H is drawn... To that's sorry, how I to saw it. as our fit. Yeah. To it. Yeah, yeah. I... I <laughs> but then that makes more sense. It's a little weird. Yeah. Okay. No, it is weird, though. I it's worded weird. Um, and I don't see why Dracula would... Dracula should be an asympathetic character towards everybody in the film. I don't think he should have any emotion 
to him. He has emotion, and it's his downfall, like, to his character development. Yeah. I think that if he were a heartless dude who takes no sides, he doesn't side with the vampires, he doesn't side with the Night Stalkers, he's there for his own thing. I think that would have made the villain a bit better. That's true. Kind of like what we see in one of the X-Men movies. I forget which one it is. <laughs> so, can vampires suck on other vampires? Because you see in this movie that uh, Drake's character sucks on uh, Dan Catalos. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the point of that was. Th- th- you know what I'm talking about when that happened? I do remember that. I don't. I forget why he did that, though. I don't know why he does that either. It Was it to kill her? No, because she's alive still. So and maybe, you can't, it's, maybe it's a sexual thing. I don't know. It must Vampires be. are pretty sexual. <laughs> That's well, funny. That's what the, the, the doctor said at the beginning. In the beginning of the movie, yeah. yeah. I'm, su- I, I, I'm surprised at how toned down the sexualness is of these Blade movies and focusing more on Blade. But vampires traditionally, I mean, look at Twilight or whatever. Aren't those movies like sexually charged? Kind of. I haven't seen I actually just started watching the Twilight movies with my aunt. Why? Um, I was like, hey, these are some cult classics. I think I should... I think I think I should watch these. I'm a Robert Pattinson fan now. I watched The Lighthouse. I watched The Batman. You're going to not be a fan pretty soon. I got to see what he was working with back then. And I got to say, they were funny to watch. (laughs) I'm sure they were funny. Yeah. I do want to watch them for that. Just the comedic value. They're they're movies to watch with a group. And oh, okay. someone in the group has to have watched it before to point out things. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it's All one right. of those movies. Okay. All right. I All watched right. the first two, I think. And there's four of them, right? I think so. Five. I, I don't know. I, I don't remember. If you want to see uh, early uh, Robert Pattinson, you gotta you gotta watch Harry Potter, man. Oh, I do. Have you seen those? Yeah, I've seen Harry Potter. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah but, but he's gotta rewatch the. I gotta rewatch them. I haven't watched them since they came out. Fire. Yeah. The last time I watched them was right before Deathly Hallows Part 2 came out. Mm, okay. It's a long time. Or before, I, I caught up for Deathly Hallows Part 1. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then I watched Part 2. That was the first movie I saw twice in theaters. Wow. Part 2. Interesting. Because hmm. my aunt was a huge Harry Potter fan when it came out. But yeah, anyway. Micah, do you have a favorite character in this movie? Uh, well, it would have been Patton Oswald, but he died. He so. died so quick. <laughs> hey, it can uh, still be. And then He's it would have been, what's his name, Dr. Mike. I don't know. Uh, okay. Dr. Dr. Vance. He he was cool. And then It's your favorite character? And then he was murked. He had potential. And he was murked. So then it's got to go to uh, Whistler. Then he was murked. Ugh. Um, and then well, they can still be your favorite character, even yeah. Though no, no, like they were set up to be my favorite character. They're like, oh, oh, they're doing all I the cool see. stuff I that see. I like in a character, and okay. then they die before the hour mark is written hit. Um, so definitely wasn't Blade. Um, Hannibal, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say the same thing, Ethan? No, I'll just go, because I'll, he's I'll go different. I'll go Jessica Biel's character. Abigail, you know I. What'd you like about her? I don't know. I thought she was emotional. <laughs> I just she's <laughs> got a Whist- good question. She's, I don't know. She's got Whistler's name, so uh, <laughs> there's some of Whistler in there, Legacy. I guess. And what about out of the the vampire group? Oh, because we have our our three main ones. We have probably that big bulky guy. Asher. Noah. Uh, is that his name? Jacaro Grimwood. Oh, there he is, Jacaro Grimwood. As Triple H. 
quality um, at first. No, I, my sentiments are with you, Micah. I got to go with Hannibal King. He, he's the only standout, and I say standout again because it's Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Paul Levesque is uh, as a wrestler. I'd say, <laughs> of course well, who's your least favorite character? Least favorite? I hated the whiny vampire. The girl. Oh, the, the girl. girl? Yeah. The girl. Uh, Talos. Yeah, Talos. Yeah. Um, uh, but she was threatening. The, the one scene that I... Can I say my favorite scene real quick? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because we're going to go right into it. Yep. Um, that made her not as bad. Uh, so Ryan Reynolds' character is tied up. He's you know in chains. He's prisoner. And he's cracking jokes left and right. He does yep. the fart joke. He does the wiener joke. He does all these different jokes in a row. And then all of a sudden... She brings down the pain. They both, they all, all the vampires beat up on, and it gets really real there for a second. And she lets him know who he's messing with. And I think that was the only part where they were written kind of good. Mm. Um, because I, I felt uh, there was that silence. That's your favorite scene. There was that silence. What else is there? I mean, there's the that's intro. There's fair. the intro. That's fair. I like oh, that. That's but that's been done already. Yeah, true. Better before. No, you're right. You're right. Um, so I gotta say that was the only one that made me feel emotion and the emotion was, whoa, yeah, this is what vampires should be threatening. Not because the threat was, is she going to turn him back into a vampire? And that's weird because I didn't know that they can turn from vampires to non-vampires again. I don't think we've seen that before. Have have we seen people? Vampires to non-vampires? Yeah. Hannibal's character was a vampire. He was a vampire. And now he's not. And now he's not. I'm pretty sure that... We hadn't seen... But Danica's... uh, Danica Talos is threatening to turn him back into a vampire. Yeah, she's like... I'm pretty sure vampires just have that power, you know? Vampires have the power to turn you into a vampire. I don't know how you can not become a vampire. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah, so Hannibal was was a vampire. He became not a vampire anymore. Right. He became a human again. And now the threat in this scene is she's going to turn him into a vampire. And once he's a vampire, he becomes a slave to her again Whoa. as the servants. So that's the threat Dude. from what I understood. Yep. Hmm. Why she didn't do it right away, I don't understand. Well, she wanted some information from him. Yeah. Because that was a threat. Mm-hmm. And she was going to also say that you're going to... You're going to uh, kill Zoe, the little girl. She was using that as bait also. And then I liked seeing yeah. Ryan Reynolds get beat up and then uh, thrown across the room by the wrestler dude. That fight was kind of cool. Uh, Ryan Reynolds in that last fight, I think, was was sufficient. I liked uh, how he had the beatdowns from the big wrestler dude. And then uh, they finish it off by uh, the... Oh, no, no. It starts off with the, with the dogs, doesn't it? I don't remember it at all. Oh, man, I, I'm getting the sequence of events. All right, so he, no, he, beats up, off. he beats up the wrestler dude. He gets out. The vamp, uh, the vampire dogs commit suicide. They run off the side of the building. And then he falls, he falls back into yes. the, the yep. pit with the wrestler dude again. Yeah. And then it just keeps going. That scene was totally added. It was totally added where he goes out and kills off those dogs case. and falls back in. Yeah. Ethan, do you have a least favorite character? Oh, man. I mean, that uh, Danica Talos was terrible. She and, was horrible. But, I mean, mainly just because of the potential he had going to the film, uh, Drake slash uh, Dracula. That's me, too. And the actor playing him, Dominic Purcell, he, he should have killed this, man. He should have killed this role, but he didn't. He was he delivered every line flat. So, mm-hmm. for that, he is my least favorite character. He was 
Buns. He man. was buns, yeah. Buns. No bueno at all. And he's fantastic in Prison Break. Fantastic. Is he? Yeah, I'm sure he is. It's, it's always I great say reviews. so. Prison Break season one is one of my favorite seasons of television. The bingeability of that. Bingeability. Is the. It's very high. All right. But yeah, he did not deliver in this film. No, he did not. Gentlemen, I think it's time for scores. Oh, Blade Trinity. I think I think it's time for I scores. So. I know. Um, Micah, do you have a score for Blade Trinity? Well, I started this podcast thinking, oh, yeah, that movie was all right. You know, it was. It was I I said some. Uh, I'll admit, I said it was pretty good. I, I said it was. I, I was overly positive, as you said. I remember. Um, but <laughs> after this discussion, I. I realized that I was thinking of it as an action movie hmm. and not as a Blade movie. As an action movie, I probably would have given it, because um, I was saying it was kind of close to Blade 2 as an action movie. Which really shocked me. Yeah. And I would say, as an action movie, it'd be like a 7.2, something like that. Because it was, it was all right. It was all right. Yeah. I'd watch that again um, as an action movie. But as a Blade movie... It does a disservice to all of the characters. Nobody's really... It, we have two movies before it with tons of characters, and it doesn't build on those at all. It cuts the one character that we loved, Whistler, and just replaces him with a younger one. Sorry, I got old on you. And then turns her, him into a girl and young. And it's like, what? Why? <laughs> so, as a Blade movie, I'd say it's bland. It's uninspired. It's not creative. It's not cool, except for a few scenes at the beginning, and then maybe one or two shots at the end. And that's what the first Blade movie did, but this is way worse. So, is it is it better than Hulk? Is it worse than Hulk? That's my thing right now. Is it better than Daredevil? I think so. I think it's better than Daredevil. Um, by how much? I don't know. I'm going to give it a 5. Hmm, 5.2. 5.2. 5.2. I'm going right. with 5.2. Not as good as Hulk. I think Hulk had some wow, some, really? some points to it. Wow. Um, yeah, I'll accept that, Micah. Wow. Um, I will not. This was kind of <laughs> just bland. Kidding. Just kidding. This was a bit more bland than Hulk. Hulk had that cinematography that made it stand out. <laughs> this movie is forgettable. Yep. I will remember Hulk's cinematography. Mm-hmm. I'll remember Hulk's uh, desert scenes. I think those are cool. I will say this. As much as I hated Hulk, and it, it's my least favorite movie on here. It is memorable. I do remember <laughs> that movie a lot more <laughs> than Will we remember Blade 3 over the other two Blade movies? But no. That's a good point. Yeah. Sometimes being memorable isn't better than no. being forgettable. Mm-hmm. Because... Hulk is memorable because that movie's terrible. Yep. <laughs> and you guys' opinions. <laughs> In, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Ethan, what do you give Blade Trinity? So, What's your score for this Yeah, movie? just justify my score. What I'm about to give it is this is the worst Blade film. This is very disappointing. Oh, yeah. You have Dracula heading up this film. You have Wesley Snipes' Blade heading up this film. This should be a hit. This should be a great action movie. And really, doesn't deliver action. All the action scenes are stale, and I didn't. Nothing pulled me into this movie. I was uh, not captivated with the first two Blade films. I'm pulled in within the first twenty minutes. 
I want to be in this world. I'm invested in this world. Nothing got me invested in this world. I don't care about the characters. We uh, see Whistler gets killed off in the, the first hour, and it has no weight. And he's just replaced by his daughter, who Blade immediately starts calling her Whistler, which really annoyed me. So, yeah, this movie, I, I say it's it's under the other two Blade films. But uh, let's, let's go down the list. It's definitely better than Howard the Duck. It's definitely better than Daredevil. And it's better than Hulk. And uh, to Ben's dismay, this is definitely better than the terrible Punisher film. And I will, I will attack Ben for that one. <laughs> so this one I got to put at a 5.6. 5.6. 6. That's exactly what I thought of Hulk. Michael, what did you give this film? I gave it a 5.2. A 5.2. Very interesting, gentlemen. Very interesting. So we got a 5.6 and a 5.2. Oh, and real quick, to go along with uh, Ethan's point there, I think uh, it did captivate me in the first 20 minutes, but it threw it all away. Hmm. Threw it all away. You guys feel that? Well, I, a little, yeah. I don't really. I was never really captivated at any point in this film, and I think that I was, thought up until that interrogation scene. I don't know. For me, no, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And that is the biggest flaw of this movie. Forget the horrible Dracula. Forget the over reliance on uh, the two Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel. Forget Blade not being in it as much as he should be, or even looking cool at all. Forget the messy soundtrack. Forget the messy plot. It's just boring it's just boring over over all of it's called blade trinity because of blade jessica beale and ryan reynolds those three they're like those three are the course that's why it's called blade trinity at least that's what i think um but let me tell you something guys this is not a good movie it's it doesn't do anything i i'm shocked by how little i remember this i want to check back with you guys in four days see how much you guys remember of this maybe a little bit more because we talked about it but for me this movie does nothing special and it hurts the, it tarnishes the reputation of the first two, and I think it sets a precedent for the third film in a trilogy of early Marvel films that really drops the ball on the last film. So for me, Blade Trinity gets a 4.5, mm. and I would say we're all pretty similar on this movie. I'm glad we, we, I'm glad we made you realize, Micah, how how kind of mid this movie really is. Um, and I'm glad we brought you down to our level. But 4.5, 5.6, and 5.2, where does that average us out, Micah? That gives us to a solid 5.1. 5.1. And where Which does means that put us overall? Not as good as Punisher. Good. Ben's 8 brought but Punisher up pretty high. it's better good. than Hulk, 2003. So what, where does that place it us on the ranking? It is in 8th place. It is in 8th place overall? Yes. Eighth place. How many movies have we watched so uh, far? 12. Eleven. Or, yeah, eleven. eleven. Okay, so this movie's pretty low on the totem pole. Ooh, and that brings our Blade Trilogy score. I have our Blade Trilogy score. Because we are also going to be ranking trilogies, starting here. Because there are a lot of trilogies, in, and there's the Absolutely. Uh, Spider-Man trilogy, Spider-Man. there's Iron Man trilogy. Two X-Men trilogies. Two X-Men trilogies. Two Spider-Man trilogies. Two, uh, yeah, there's a second okay. Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah. There's... Fantastic Four trilogy, if you want to call it that. No, no, <laughs> definitely movies. not. Definitely not. It's it's three movies that are Fantastic Four. <laughs> They're not fantastic, let me tell you that. 
Well, I, I that'd, be, that'd be cool to throw no, on our trilogy that. list. I shouldn't say that. No, you can't really count that as a trilogy. Yeah, I'll th- it it, it'll, it'll hold up the rear. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. X-Men might. Well, no, Blade might. End. You know, we will see. That's a Captain America see. trilogy, right? Winter Soldier, yeah, Civil War. Captain America, Captain America is going to be, it might might be the top one. Ooh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if Raimi trilogy will top it. But anyway, anyway. our uh, Blade trilogy. Uh, Blade 1 got a 6.9. Yep. Blade 2 got a 7.3. Nice. And then Blade 3, Blade Trilogy, uh, Trinity, Trinity, got a 5.1, okay. giving our average to 6.4. Mm. 6.4 okay. overall for the Blade Trilogy. I'm not going to lie, I like that score. And right now, our, our other trilogy that we're working on, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't do X-Men Trilogy in here yet either, but our Raimi Trilogy is averaging an 8.2 right now. Yeah, it's killing it. Killing it. I don't I, think Spider-Man. And I like Spider-Man 3, so... I kind of like Spider-Man 3, too. I'm not going to lie. I think Spider-Man trilogy will stay up top for a little bit. Yeah, it will. Until we start getting into the MCU trilogies. Once we... That's what I've been saying. We, me and Ethan were talking about this earlier. Once we get to the MCU, I'm really excited because those movies I've seen before. And instead of watching things on first and taking things for face value and not getting as deep as the Marvel films... You know, these movies I have a, a really strong connection to. And, and I would say my opinions are a little more passionate, you know. Mm-hmm. I would say, I, I don't know if we'll ever get to a more passionate place than we did for Punisher. But <laughs> we oh will see. Goodness. We will see. So, but Marvel... We'll see for Doctor Strange. Those Marvel films, well, that, that's true. Those Marvel films, I definitely have my opinions on. And we're doing this Marvel rewatch and this could get... It, it could get very heated. So stay tuned, guys, because... Our uh, our next film, our next film that we've got is going to be pretty interesting. Ethan's got some information on that. Yeah, his next film on our slate is Electra 2005. It's rated PG-13 and it clocks in at an hour and 37 minutes. So it's a little shorter, so we don't have to uh, suffer or uh, enjoy the film for as long. <laughs> and a little synopsis of this is, Electra, the warrior survives a near-death experience, becomes an assassin for hire, and tries to protect her. Her two latest targets, a single father and his young daughter, from a group of supernatural assassins. Let's go. And this is available to rent on Amazon. Rent or buy on Amazon. Nowhere else. I can't get this free Nowhere anywhere. else right now. You might have to pirate it. Um, we're not endorsing that. We're just, just stating <laughs> a fact. Well, I will definitely be pirating this film. There's no way I'm paying for this movie. You know what? Let me buy it. and I gotta buy it so that I can complete my Blu-ray collection. <laughs> Do you think we should watch this movie There's together? an extended cut as well. Oh, no. Then let's it's like it. an extra two minutes. Oh, two minutes? Yeah, it's short. Oh, all right. Well, if I'm not watching the extended cut for Blade Trinity, I'm not watching the extended and cut for And when Black you Trinity. buy the Blu-rays, they're pretty much all the extended cut. Oh boy. Uh, if I remember from my Amazon search. Oh boy. Just uh, two extra minutes, Ben. You can do that. But uh, looking at our... Uh, hey, absolutely. Looking at our numbers for Electra, we can expect lower scores across the board. Looking at our Rotten Tomatoes and our uh, IMDb scores, all these things, they're all significantly lower. Are we going to have a new and low film? This is uh, one of our lowest grossing movies uh the ratio from budget to gross hmm. so yeah interesting so look forward to that everyone leave what? a comment subscribe leave us a review on spotify and apple Podcasts. we certainly appreciate it thanks for sticking around for us this long 
Uh, we've got Kenobi episode five, episode six, part six, I should the say. The finale. The finale coming to you on Wednesday. Very much looking forward to that. I'd like to say that the finale will not be an hour and a half. There's been rumors and everything like that. It's debunked. It's not going to be an hour and a half. That was the runtime cropped. Two and a half hours. Q&A. <laughs> it's going to be, I would say, I, my guess right now would be 50 to an hour. That's, that's what I would say. I expect that, and I think you, you'll be fine for that, but I think we're in store for hopefully a very epic finale for Kenobi. So stay tuned to that. It's going to be out in two days. We're going to try and get that up as soon as possible. So stay tuned for that. Otherwise, it's been... Uh, it's been a, it's it's been great coming back here to the Marvel movie yeah, marathon, guys, and hey, back into the swing of things. This episode is going to be dropping on the birthday of Hulk two thousand three. Wow! And last Monday was the Incredible Hulk, his birthday. Wow! Yeah, that is amazing, man. I know that is just <laughs> awesome. Also, Thor, Thor: Love and Thunder is coming Thor's out. We got two, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. We got to have a prediction for video for that. You think? Eh, no. Eh, yeah, no. We'll tag it on the end. Thor, we want to rewatch Ragnarok before that one. What are we thinking? Not for this. We'll get all the movies. And I'll bands. watch it. I'll watch it for fun. I'll watch it for fun just to get. I mean, Ragnarok is a great watch. So, but not for this. We'll save Ragnarok for a couple of years when we get to it. But uh, yeah, for now, this has been Blade Trinity with Multiverse Monologues. I'm Ben Rayside. I'm Ethan. I'm Micah. And we all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day.